Hi, hi, Jay Bearhat. Hello. Hello, how are you doing this uh, Tuesday, Monday? What day is it? It's, um, I think it's Tuesday. I called out of work the other day, so I actually don't recall. Mm. Well, you're here now. Uh, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm in need of uh, some, some therapeutic assistance. And I, I need to kind of make sure that my head screwed on straight here with something, because I feel like I, I witnessed something. Uh, and I'm kind of trying to align and make sure that I witnessed that I saw the same thing that everybody else saw. You know, and kind of like, is everybody seeing this? Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So, like, like you're you're struggling with, is this like like a delusion? Is this like a hallucination? Is this like like a dissociation? Yeah, is it real? What does the government have to have to do with it? What's their part? Uh, you know, uh, what am does I... the government know? What do my kids know? What does my neighbor know? Am I being listened to? Are the words that come out of my mouth being beamed out to uh, hundreds, thousands, millions, perhaps billions and trillions of people over the airwaves? Uh, is, is Tom Hanks a CIA asset? Was it kind of weird yes, that un- got COVID first? Unequivocally, unequivocally yes <laughs> to both of those questions. Uh, but I guess what I'm kind of racking my brain over is... Is Wes Anderson, like, good? Oh. See, there's 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 a certain set of, um, like, questions that when they come up in a therapy meeting, we have to really kind of, like, you know, quickly run through the diagnostic criteria to make sure you're not going to, because then we got to, like, fill out some paperwork about it. Oh, sure. Um, and, you know, it's like, is life worth living? Yeah. Should I kill the president? Right, right, right. Should I, should I, uh, I think I'm being stalked. Mm-hmm. And uh, are Wes Anderson films good? Yeah. Um, now, you're, you're, you're uh, uh, an American of white experience. Uh-huh. Um, living in, in you know, millennial aged. So mm-hmm. you can have kind of an iconoclastic uh, anti-Wes Anderson opinion. But you have to kind of kind of reverse compliment sandwich it where you describe him as if as if a theoretical film bro doesn't like his movies rather mm. than engage with actual critiques of his film which is you know they're too fussy he kind of keeps doing the same thing again his sets are great but he sort of over relies on his actors to do all of the heavy lifting for the themes of his work no 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 you got to come up with a guy and just be like Film bros be like, oh, my God, you don't think Rushmore is the greatest movie ever made? Yeah. Is Rushmore him? Did I get him confused with someone else? No, no, you got it. You're a Rushmore. They all kind of blur together. Yeah, that's all of that. All of that early Criterion collection shit. Yeah. Well, I think that would be an easy scapegoat for me to kind of just insinuate that there's like a, a guy that I can, you know, making up a guy per se. Uh, but I don't know. Let's let's try to do the intellectual legwork here and and kind of work through the problem. Uh, mm. Have you ever have you ever liked a Wes Anderson movie? How, what what have you what have you seen? What have you what have you liked? What have uh, you not liked? Uh, 
uh, Life Aquatic, Royal Tenenbaums, Rushmore, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Kind of was interested in Isle of Dogs, but never saw it. Uh-huh. Um, did I see French Dispatch? Is that the weird one? Like the really like where he's trying to address race and it's really bad. Or is that the other one? Is that Darjeeling Unlimited? Uh, I watched half of whichever that one I'm describing is. Okay, is the uh, one in the one in India is Darjeeling Limited? That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that one wasn't very good. Um, all of those, I guess I would say I probably liked Royal Tenenbaums. I do know I liked Fantastic Mr. Fox, um, but I think it's because his style of whimsy serves really well when it's both um, stop motion and like already kind of a, a fantasy rather mm. than a fantasy of hanging out with 15 to 30 character actors yeah 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 it's kind of when you when you go through the west anderson rolodex you're kind of running into the same you're bumping into the same names over and over again it's, um... or when they show up it's always like they turn towards the camera so you can go oh it's that guy yeah. Oh, oh, fuck! Uh, the guy who looks like Bruce Campbell, but he isn't. Matt Dillon. That's it. Oh my god! Oh, I can't believe Matt Dillon's in this. Oh, oh my god! It's Willem Dafoe. Oh, he has a bit role in this. I had no idea. Ah, uh, oh, Tilda Swinton's here. We, we, we! I recognize. Clap, 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 clap. I, I had an amazing moment watching. Uh, cause I, I watched. I tried to like watch a couple of his movies in preparation for this. Um, and. Owen Wilson's first line in the French Dispatch made me scream laugh. Uh, I God, I wish I could. I wish I could remember what it was. But he he's just like explaining some shit in the Wes Anderson style, where a character just looks at the camera and explains a bunch of shit. Through the time machine of poetic license, let us take a sightseeing tour. Saint Pierre is a small township on the eastern edge of France. It borders Italy, and it comes to like just. You know, that that candor, that like, but but coming out of uh, Owen Wilson. Um, that's that's really funny. Yeah, that, that that's just funny to imagine is Owen Wilson. Yeah. yeah, I I think that's the problem is that because they all blur together. I I would call stuff well made junk food. Mm hmm. It's like sideways, you know, it's fine to watch. It's enjoyable. I'd probably even watch it again. But after I watch one, I don't really want to watch another one right away. <laughs> the specific problem that I found myself having is that I'm I'm kind of having the like their first album was better syndrome with Wes Anderson where I I kind of I I feel like he's made his point. He created this style of filmmaking that's very rigid and all about straight lines and all about particular angles. And then he introduces characters where they kind of go through some sort of like emotional transformation that is uh kind of colors outside the lines sort of metaphorically speaking uh and 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 kind of betrays that sense of i don't know what you want to call it rigidity normalcy regulatedness uh the the chewing on his annex effect of wes anderson films in general that is yeah. is upended by the befuddled stupid rich white characters uh which which i can which I can tolerate some of. Uh, I think the Royal Tenenbaums, his run from like Tenenbaums through Fantastic Mr. Fox is pretty undefeated. I like most of those movies. I I actually really loved Arjuling Limited because it's like not 
a, it's not not a racist movie. It's not a, it's <laughs> not, you know, it's not like good, but it is at the very least kind of looking you in your eyes and being like, this is a racist conceit. These characters are, are, you know, being problematic. Uh, but it's, it's a narrative about privilege and, uh, like all sorts of, all sorts of things. It's, it's annoying in the same way that like tar is annoying. Like these are, these are fundamentally like that. It, it's talking down to quite a large swath of its viewership. Uh, but at the same time, the characters, the emotionally deregulated rich white characters are funny to me. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I had too much exposure to like very dry comedy. Oh, and yeah, so it was oversaturated. Like, yeah, especially God, especially in 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 Asteroid City. There's like. On one end, it was a very, very, very nice antidote to um the 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 overwinking nudging of a lot of modern comedy which is honestly why i just haven't even bothered watching a comedy that's like new and fucking forever outside of like hereditary um yeah but it was also just like there were i wish that like if the movie's gonna have fourth wall breaks every time a character delivered a punchline everyone on screen turns and looks at the camera at the same time god because uh, I feel like that, I feel like it was missing just a little bit of that hyper weirdness to to make a lot of the punchlines land. I I think the one thing that I did remember laughing at is when um, Woodrow the kids are trying to figure out what his deal is, and then the one like uh, gay kid. I'm just assuming he's gay because he wants attention. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's just like everybody turn and look at Woodrow right now because that's just the most like shitty smart ass kid thing to do is <laughs> just, yeah. just be like, I'm trying to figure out if you're if you're if you're nervous or like anxious. Everyone turn and look at you right. Now. Everyone turn and look at him right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I that that was that bit was really funny. The like testing him, testing his social abilities, te- te- the autism test really. Yeah. Uh, feel like the film definitely nailed the the what weird precocious kids are like and and how bizarre they they act. I did like okay the other line I did like was the how did it turn out? Uh, and he shows her the alien picture and she goes no the other one. <laughs> that I thought that was like a good gag because it was also a good character gag. Right. <laughs> it really reveals a lot about these characters and their dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There, you know, there's there's craft. There's it shines through. I mean, like, who, what kind of idiot's gonna look at a Wes Anderson movie and say that there's no craft? You don't have to like the craft. I frequently did. I'm, 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 it's. I'm getting sick of it, but it's there. It's present. It's it's like the the is it cake cakes? Oh yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> but by like the third one, I'm like fucking sick of it. <laughs> Oh, is the water bottle cake? Oh, look at that. It's fucking cake. Who would have guessed? Oh, what's going to happen? Oh, gonna is keep... it going to be cake? Oh, you're going to keep playing the fucking YouTube music? Keep playing the fucking YouTube do, 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 do music. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they need to, like, they need to expand. They need to diversify. They need to do some, like, I spy shit with those cakes and just, like, have a room full of objects. And it's, like, one. One of these Which objects. 
I, I, they need to start. Like, I think the first immediate like reversal they should do is they're going in with the knife to cut it, and the knife is actually the cake, and it just crumbles to shit the second they go to cut the. Uh, we're we have such good ideas for this growing space of, of TikTok culture. <laughs> for this, this the hot new meme of twenty twenty one or whatever <laughs> new meme that everybody's talking about. Is it cake? <laughs> Hey, next. Hey, maybe next we can capitalize on the dress meme. Oh my god! What color? Did you, see, did you see what happened? By the way, with the dress meme, what happened? Uh, hold on, I gotta find the exact uh, story. Uh, so it turns out that the dress actually was some sort of madness ruin, um, because the husband who bought the dress meme uh, tried to murder his wife, who he bought the dress for. What the fuck? This like just this just dropped, like four days ago. New dress lore dropped. New dress lore dropped, and it's great because all the articles are just like, fast forward eight years later, and the man behind the famous meme is facing charges that he tried to murder his wife. Jesus Christ! But it's like first they it, they start the article off every article by explaining the dress meme, and then immediately going into. Anyway, he tried to kill her. <laughs> and there's just something absolutely insane about reading about this like decade long campaign of terror this man waged against his wife. But like interspersed between that is like a photo of the dress. Many people saw the dress in this picture wore to the Johnson's wedding as black and blue, while others insisted it was white and gold. Here they are on the Ellen show talking about the dress. <laughs> And then it's just like, and then underneath that, just like a paragraph describing like horrible domestic abuse. Very insane, <laughs> insane news story. Huh. Okay. Well. Uh, top comment from Peter Rabbit. <laughs> Please. What makes this news while reporters have zero interest in Epstein's client list? Oh my God. <laughs> the internet will never change. It'll be the same forever. The place I land on it is that I'm I I don't really see that same humanity kind of peeking out of his newer films. I kind of feel like uh well uh I think a Grand Budapest Hotel might have been I forgot about that one. Yeah, I think that might be kind of a exception. I remember liking it, but I also don't remember dick about it since I watched yeah. it. Yeah, it sounds like it might be like a like one of those clunkers. But again, like, you know, a well-made clunk. Of course, yeah. I mean, that was his that was his like off the deep end moment. I mean, like I think Moonrise Kingdom was the first movie says, of his that I just didn't really like, didn't care for. Uh and then Grand Budapest was like the point of no return for his visual style almost. I See, here's also the problems. Like you said, the titles of these movies, and they sound like, sound like fucking like whimsical gentrified weed strains. <laughs> Let's just Moonlight, Moonrise Kingdom. Are you fucking kidding me? It immediately, like reading through chronologically his oeuvre, it immediately like it, it starts out like humble beginnings and then off the deep end in terms of just in terms of just the title. Bottle Rocket, that's pretty self-explanatory. That's very, like, you know, that's very of the man, of the common people. Uh, and then Rushmore. Okay, we're getting out of the... Okay, Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, no, it's just... 
It it gets fully fringing immediately. Enough. Enough. Enough, <laughs> enough whimsy. Enough joy. I'm, I'm cutting you off, Wes. Cutting you off. <laughs> I want you to dig a dig a ditch for five years. Wes Anderson saw like David Lynch's woo woo, like we are in a dream, but who is the dreamer? Cinema yeah. is the dream. And he just went like, Oh, I could do that. What if a bunch of characters told you you gotta go to bed to wake up? <laughs> yeah. How emotional. What a what a crescendo that moment was. I barely remember it. Uh what did you think of the gay stuff? Uh should have been more. Yeah. Because the guy gets it's like that the writer like just fucking disappears after that. And then he kind of reappears at the end and then he dies. Yeah. And he dies off screen. Fuck that. There's more games. <laughs> Come on, Wes. He, he, this is, the, I mean, like, I don't know. The fundamental problem with Wes Anderson is that it's it's impossible not to, it, it's impossible to buy a sort of um, honoring tone the way he talks about, uh, the way he has historically discussed uh, homosexuals or uh, entire swaths of people of color from other it's... countries. It's really just like it's in there and then it just happens and I'm just like for what? Yeah. Um I kinda like the exchange he had the actor actor has on the balcony where she's talking about the lines that she would have had in her one scene and all of them are like just lines that they cut and put elsewhere in the play. Because mm. she has the line where she's like, "Oh, like, oh, like, I think he'll be okay. He's always, he's always been a little strange or whatever." And then it's like the kid says that. There's just like a bunch of lines that they have in that exchange that are said elsewhere in the movie, right? Um, I thought that was, I thought that was okay. Yeah, yeah, clever at the very least. Uh, doing something with a format. Yeah, but then again, at the, at the end of the day, it's like, but for what? To to make an extremely basic, like, ah, oh, we keep doing things and making art because it's you got it. You got to get back. You got to go back on the horse. When the, when you fall off the horse, you get back on it. You wake up, you go back to bed. Yeah. Every day we are living, hurtling forward, day by day, moment by moment, minute by minute. Oh, do you actually want to see something like insane? Uh, yeah. Okay, do you have a copy of of uh the movie like in front of you, like on on hand? Uh, I can. Okay. Open it up and go to like any random any random scene in it. I'm doing this, I'm doing this at home. Okay. Okay. A test for a test for the people at home. So so open it up. You know, if you do, you have two monitors or one monitor? Uh, I I got two. Okay, put put one of them, put one of them in the corner. Kind of look at it, you know, whatever. You can mute it. Uh, uh -huh. Now go to Google Images, and Google Asteroid City. The color grading on all the promotional images is different. Really different from the. It's it's more washed out than they actually are in the film. Oh, are you putting forth a conspiracy theory about the promotional material? It looks different. I don't know. It's 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 not a conspiracy theory. It's just it's this is something. This isn't my discovery. This was um, PD one eight seven on Letterboxd 
just like mentioned it in a comment just like also they changed the color grading for all the promotional stuff because like people think that movies have to look a certain way and like everyone including myself was like no they didn't come on you're you're crazy and then everyone like is just is looking it up and like oh my god it is like way different <laughs> it's like noticeably more washed out huh that's really um the only thing i could think of is it's it's just because it's like some some suit marketing person somewhere was like oh this movie doesn't this movie doesn't look like an art film it looks too it looks too much like a fucking wily e. coyote cartoon we got to make it look more 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 indie <laughs> yeah i that's I don't know the 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 cinematic arms race that Wes Anderson is really at the spearhead of. It's, uh, you know the fact that I mean, ugh, God, it, it's also doubly hard to watch like a new Wes Anderson movie in the era where everybody's like using AI to like hawk his shit. Oh yeah, and it it just it, it just feels like he's been so absorbed by the culture, the the mainstream, the whatever you want to call it that. I don't know. No, I guess that's like a good way to put it is that there's this like part of the issue is that like his rise was kind of like, oh, like a very fussy, particular aesthetic that isn't really like is is unique to this filmmaker coming out of time of like very by the box blockbusters. Yeah. But now it's like but like the Wes Anderson flavor is like a thing that they put on movies. Yeah, like they they will say, "Give me that Wes Anderson flavor." There is actually, if you go to funnierdie.com and you click on categories, this is another fun thing you can do at home. Um, there's actually a whole entire section with uh, several thousand videos in it, uh, just Wes Anderson parodies. Uh, Wes Anderson uh, version of uh, the Flash. Wes Anderson version of Marvel. Oh, forgot about that shit. Oh, Wes Anderson version of. Horror movies. What if a scary movie Halloween was like looked like, uh, looked like Wes Anderson? Looked it like a Wes Anderson movie. So funny. And what's crazy is that only like thirty percent of those were done by SNL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So weird. I mean, you, <laughs> you would think. I don't know. I mean, we haven't really said much about the actual meat of the film, but I uh, uh. there. There really, I don't want to say there really isn't that much to say about it, but there isn't. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's a Wes Anderson film. It does kind of a fourth wall breaky thing where there's like a story in a story. There's a bit where Brian Cranston uh, is in the movie, is in the movie within the play within the movie, and he goes, "Oh, am I not in this scene?" And and the actors respond as if he was actually as if he's there, and they're like, "Oh, your line is this: the grease paint. It's on the wrong side of your face." Um, mm -hmm. And then there's a part where um, the actor playing the main character goes, "I don't understand the play," and then he walks backstage, and it's black and white. And then Brian Cranston is like, "This is the point of the movie." <laughs> Hello. I think. Okay, here's here's how I can sum up my problem with it and the reason that I really glean nothing from it. Uh I think that uh The Royal Tenenbaums, for example, is a family drama where the family's personality disorder is bipolar. 
And Asteroid City, in Asteroid City, the family at the center of the drama, their personality disorder is autism. Uh, and because, as I've stated before, autism is the normal brain and allistic people are the not normal brain. Uh, yeah. That that makes for a really kind of uninteresting movie. I was uh, unmoved by the family drama, by the discussion of grief, because this is well-trod ground for Wes Anderson. I, we already, I already went through these emotional... Uh, this emotional roller coaster with like Darjeeling and Life Aquatic and you know it's it's I don't know it it it's it's retready and it's also less interesting and less daring and uh, it's just a a devilish nightmarish combination of factors. Yeah, no, it's it really it just feels like him just doing it again. I will say his like sets and everything in this aesthetic, you know, best still great. Still looks good. Movie looks good. The actors really give it their all, but it's all in the service of just kind of like, eh. <laughs> right? It's a I Les mean, Anderson movie. You've you've seen it before. I'm averse in the same way I'm averse to New Vegas, where I just can't stand Southwest bullshit because <laughs> because it's bullshit. This version and and another thing and another thing. <laughs> This weird, like, 50s era retcon of the South. I, 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 come on, Wes. You're already, you're like, you're like a sheep in wolf's clothing with the white, white supremacy crap in yeah. your movies. Like, you don't gotta <laughs> make like a 50s Southwest. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I really do. No, it's weird because he does the thing that a lot of like post Disney sort of like filmmakers do to like anticipate that critique where they make the cast like diverse, which is fine. That's applaudable in itself. Yeah. But it doesn't actually negate that critique like they think it does. No, because that's a (laughs) retcon. That's not reality. Reality is racist. Yeah. Like it's fine. Like it's like like hey, I I I don't have a problem with it. I think it's totally fine. But it's like that doesn't then go. There's no we. There's no possible way this film could come off as really weirdly as really weirdly revisionist of American history. Right. Yeah. And I, I an idyllic view of a. Uh... Although, has there ever been a good time in America? Oh, God, we're getting into the commie talk again. Fucking shit. Mid. mid. Asteroid mid. Hey, he should less Anderson. Oh! He should Wes. And. Stop. Wes Anders don't. He should. Uh subscribe to us on patreon thank you everybody yeah that's true hey uh over on patreon we've got exclusive episodes we've got sneak previews of uh other videos did you like that marilyn monroe did you like that blind video huh? we got more we got more we're thinking of we got more coming our brains are our brains and we're our... bringing our brains dry <laughs> i don't know why i'm doing a david lynch i think that's just my generic Whenever I'm doing a funny, funny voice it just tends towards david lynch and you'll believe it Friday, once again, I 
Guess I'm gonna get my rootin' tootin' hacky sack on down the road to Route 66 to Asteroid City to see what all the ruckus and hubbub about us for myself, if I do don't reckon, partner. Um... I, I, I can't think... Of, I That movie just went right <laughs> in one ear, <laughs> out the other. I uh, feel like I ate... It's like I ate a bunch of cotton candy. <laughs> There was a whole alien in that movie. There was a... Barely. Barely. That, that pissed me off. <laughs> Bring that guy back. He was great. More of Jeff Goldblum's Invader Zim, please. Yeah. 